Hi, friends, and welcome to another Robcast. This is episode 79. And, uh, you know, I, I end the Robcasts by saying grace and peace be with you, or sometimes I say grace and peace, my friends. And I realize I've never done a Robcast and told you why I say that and why grace and peace are so central to everything I do and why I always uh, wish or bless or send or however you want to say it to you at the end of the Robcasts grace and peace. So, so in this episode, I want to talk about what I mean, what I'm talking about when I talk about grace and peace and why I always finish my live events with grace and peace and finish the podcasts with grace and peace because um, it's central to all of my life's work and it's central to how I understand the world. And uh, so I'm going to talk about that. Uh, but before I talk about that, it is Sunday, March, I don't know, whatever it is, March 6th, I guess. And uh, two days from now, my new book comes out on uh, March 8th, Tuesday, How to Be Here. And this past weekend, we launched the How to Be Here tour. And uh, I get these ideas. I've been getting these ideas for about 25 years. Um, and I get an idea, and the only way it's ever worked for me is I get an idea, and then I just have to try it and see what happens. And uh, last year, I was on tour. Uh, we did the Everything is Spiritual tour, and it was like a two-hour sort of talk show, one-man show. I don't even know what you call it. But I kept thinking the next tour, I should go the other direction. We should take the whole thing apart. We should completely deconstruct it. There's got to be some way to get rid of any barrier, get rid of a stage, get rid of lights. Could I even get rid of the microphone and just like create like a living room? And so this whole tour that we just started over the weekend, uh, the How to Be Here experience, is about uh, creating like a living room where we can talk about the things um, that matter most. And uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? It's so bizarre how that works. Yesterday, we did the first one. Um, Friday night, I did a book event at Boulder Books, which is this one of the better bookstores I've ever seen in the world. Um, and got to meet so many of you. And then Saturday, uh, we, we rented an art gallery called Space Gallery in Denver and just did 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the round. You can see a, a couple pictures on Instagram of it. But I'm telling you, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. So all you who are there, uh, you teach me and inspire me and show me so much. And we just went on this ride together and laughed and tears and everything in between. And uh, just that thing that happens when you have an idea and you pursue it and you do the work and you get to try it. And then the day comes and you're in Denver and it's the 5th of March and you try it is is like seriously the, one of the greatest joys of my life. So beautiful part is we have lots more cities to go. Um, you can get all the info for the tour and get your tickets. Um, Chicago sold out, Portland sold out. Um, a couple other cities are close, but, uh, and then we're going to take it some different places in the world. And then, um, for those of you who are like, what about our city? Um, we're working on a fall leg where we'll add a bunch more cities and we'll just for the rest of the year, we'll do some how to be here. Um, we'll be here for the rest of the year. So, I have that. Um, do you ever have a joy hangover? 
when you had so much fun and you gave it everything you got, talked all day yesterday, then took a plane ride home late at night. So I'm a little cooked, but you know that thing when you're exhausted, but you're also exhilarated, you're totally cooked, but you're also like flying so high. Like your body is just like, can we take a break? Um, but your heart is like humming. Um, so uh, a couple other things before we get into grace and peace. Um, Liz Gilbert and I, Elizabeth Gilbert and I are doing a one-day event together at Wanderlust. It's a yoga studio in Hollywood, and it's on Memorial Day, May 30th. And I think there's like a couple, like literally a couple tickets. Otherwise, it's, it'll be, it's sold out. It may even already be sold out, but I think there might be just a couple tickets left on that. And then March 29th, Peter Holmes and I, Pete Holmes and I will be doing another one of our two-man shows at Largo here in L.A. and would love um, to see you there. And just feel free to fly in for the night. Um, and then uh, Tuesday, March 8th, I think I just said that, the new book comes out. And uh, so crazy exciting. Uh, so now, let's talk about grace and peace, which is a phrase, by the way, in the scriptures. So it's not new to me. But uh, my hope and prayer, my desire for you is grace and peace. Grace means gift. Grace has its origins, its source, its beginning beyond you. Grace is when you have received and you had no part in it, you didn't deserve it, its root source and origins are beyond you and flowed to you and you simply open up and you receive it. You are finding yourself with grace in harmony, harmony with that which transcends you. Or think about this. If like we're talking about like a ballerina, we might say, she moves with such grace. What do we mean by that? It's almost as if she's not fighting, but she's cooperating with something larger than herself. Or maybe you say to somebody after an awkward encounter in which they were kind and kept their calm, and you say to that person, oh, you handled that with such grace. It's like you didn't bring harsh judgment or condemnation or further demands. You extended a gift to that person in a situation that could have been horribly awkward or damaging. You gave them grace. It's like you are participating in grace in something larger than yourself. Grace is the announcement that you already possess that which you've been striving for. All that's left to do is receive. There's nothing to prove. There's no one to impress. Grace is when you're not playing that points game anymore. There's the refrain in the Hebrew scriptures, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Well, Egypt was, was slavery. And so this line, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, is grace. Remember that when you were powerless, I rescued you. When you were unable to liberate yourself, I liberated you. Grace is the base note. Grace is this constant reminder that you receive this gift. You receive life. You receive ongoing life. You receive breath. A couple years ago, I was doing this uh, two-day event, and uh, I 
was talking on the main floor, but this, uh, the space that we were using was like a courtyard, like an indoor-outdoor courtyard, and there was an upper like level where there was one row of chairs, and I was <laughs> talking away, and I noticed that on the, one of the people in the upper uh, level was this dude, and I noticed that he had a bag at his feet, and it was like the nicest bag I'd ever seen. It was like a, looked like like thick leather. Um, it almost looked like handmade, but not handmade like shoddy workmanship, but like incredibly handcrafted handmade. And honestly, I was teaching, talking, giving a talk, but in my head I was also thinking, oh my word, that guy's bag is amazing. And it's all worn in, and it looks like, was it handed down through the generations? I'm literally having that conversation while I'm doing this teaching, talking event. I'm literally admiring this guy's bag. We take a break for lunch at the end of that morning session. And I walk out on the sidewalk to go to my car to drive home to get some lunch to come back and keep talking because the event lasted for two days. I walk out on the sidewalk and that guy is standing there on the sidewalk holding this big plastic bag. And he says, hey, Rob, I, uh, can I just have a minute of your time? And I was like, yeah. And he introduced himself. And he was so kind and he was so generous. And he just said, I so appreciate the work that you do. And I'm so glad that I could come to this event that you're doing. And uh, I just wanted, as a token of gratitude for your work over the years, I own this company that makes leather goods. And I just wanted to give you a bag um, from our company that I made. And he hands me this plastic bag and I open it up. And it's a brand new bag, exactly like the bag I'd been noticing he had that he had made for me. And so I said to him, no way can I receive this. This is crazy. You take your bag and go home. No, of course not. What did I say? I said, thank you. I was overwhelmed. And I took the bag from him and I pulled it out of the plastic bag and I admired it. And I just said, thank you. And I received. That's grace. What is true about that bag is true about this life. You're breathing. You have received this extraordinary gift at the heart of a true transformative spiritual vision of life is gratitude. What can you do but say thank you? The, the good news that Jesus announces is an announcement of who you already are. You are a son. You are a daughter of the divine. It is not about how to get somewhere, but it is a revelation of who you already are and what you already possess. One writer, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, has this great line, now let us live up to what we've already attained. He essentially is saying, you live in grace, so now just order your life around that which you already are and you already possess. We, we easily forget this word of grace. We start keeping points. We beat ourselves up. We struggle to forgive ourselves. We judge and condemn those around us. We are so harsh with ourselves. My friend Lori runs a meditation center. And uh, she does both um, meditation classes and then she meets with people one-on-one. -on -one. And we were at a party one time and I s asked her, 
of all the people you've met with and worked with and been a guide for over the years, I said to her, what's the one message that if everybody actually got it, you, you would sort of run out of work? And what is the thing that, what is the number one thing you see in the most amount of people? And she said, the thing that I tell people more than anything is, you are enough. And she said, so many people live with this sense that they're not enough. And she says, if people could get you are enough, it would change everything. Grace is gift. Grace is you receiving and saying, thank you. So grace and peace. Now, the word peace, and I use this word peace, the word peace in the ancient Hebrew is the word shalom. Now, for many people, when you say the word peace, they understand peace to be the absence of conflict. So we want peace in the Middle East, or someone says there was peace in the home, which basically means no one was throwing anything, right? No one was shouting, no one was yelling, no one was angry. Ah, good, there was peace. But peace isn't just the absence of conflict. Shalom, this ancient Hebrew word that often gets translated peace, but our peace just isn't as big or wide. It's like the word is insufficient to capture all of the depth and breadth of this Hebrew word shalom. Even the word shalom has a certain peace to it, doesn't it? But peace is the presence. Shalom is the presence of wholeness, health, and harmony. It's like from the Gospel of Radiohead, everything in its right place. And so there are these multiple dimensions to shalom. There is shalom with yourself. There is shalom when you're comfortable in your own skin. And sometimes that takes work. Or as my friend Ianla says, you got to do your work. You go see a guide. You see the village elder. You see a priest, a rabbi, a therapist. Uh, you work through that stuff. You have family of origin issues. You have anger issues. You have addiction issues. You go to recovery, whatever it is. When shalom with yourself, comfortable in your own skin. Sometimes you got to do some work on that. I know many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is shalom with each other when we're in right relationship, when we've kept our side of the street clean. So there is shalom with ourselves. There is peace, shalom, harmony, unity with others. It's when you've done as much as you can to live as peace with everybody around you. Um, and sometimes, sometimes You've done everything you can and it still isn't there, but you've done your part. There is shalom with God or the universe or life or being, however you want to say that. It's that feeling when you are have made peace with who you are and how you got here and what's happened to you. Um, there's this great line in The Gift of Asher Lev, you know those books by Kaim Potok, where the dad just keeps saying, I am not reconciled to this. Shalom is when you are reconciled to it. Now, you may have had some horrible traumatic things happen to you, um, shalom with your past and what's come your way doesn't mean that suddenly those things were good or right. They may have been evil, terrible, degrading, abusive, but, but when you make peace with it, it doesn't mean that suddenly it was okay. It's, it doesn't mean you sort of resigned to it. It just means that you've worked through the healing and you're in the process of healing, but you're headed towards shalom. There is shalom with yourself, comfortable in your own skin. There is shalom with the divine, shalom with the universe, what life has brought you. There is shalom with each other. 
Uh, there's making amends, world peace, forgiving, learning to get along, keeping your side of the street clean. And then there is another dimension of shalom. There is shalom with the soil, shalom with our environment. By the way, the second commandment in the Bible is about a proper relationship with the environment. Care for it, order it, steward it. So it's funny when people will talk about how, you know, earth care and environmental issues are progressive issues. <laughs> if by progressive you mean like 10,000 years old issues. Uh, and, and we have not taken good care of the soil. And uh, we have serious climate change issues and we're doing great damage to the earth. So we do not have shalom with the earth. In many ways, we don't have shalom with each other. But there is this dimension of life, this shalom. So peace isn't just the absence of conflict. For me, and my understanding, shalom has an active dynamic sense to it. It's you and I finding our path in the world and then walking it. It's you and I figuring out what our contribution is going to be to order and to advance the shalom in the world. Shalom is an active, robust, dynamic sense that the world is headed somewhere. All of us together are creating or taking part in the ongoing creation of the world. And there's something for all of us, each of us to do to make this world more and more the kind of world we long for it to be. And so we work through our pain and we work through our wounds and we deal with our issues and we get help so that we can contribute. There's this ancient Hebrew phrase, tikkun olam. Tikkun olam means the repairing and the restoration of the world. It's so good, isn't it? Tikkun olam, the, rest, the, the restoration and repair of the world. And all of us have a part to play. Now, Here's what I want you to do, and I'm going to draw this out on Instagram, but I want you to take those two words, and I want you to write grace, and then next to it with a little space, I want you to write the word peace, grace and peace. Now, take an arrow and start right above the top of the word grace, and then draw it up and over like a bow so that the tip of the arrow lands on the top of the word peace. And then take your marker, pen, pencil, whatever it is, and start a line below the word peace and make a bow that goes the other direction and then end that arrow right below the word grace so that you've just essentially made a circle, like an orbital pattern. Why? Because sometimes we need a word about grace and sometimes we need a word about peace. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we're loved exactly as we are. Sometimes we need, like when Jesus puts this line on the God character in the parable of the forgiving father, which is also called the parable of the prodigal son, when the older brother has a problem with the father bringing the son, welcoming the son home, of all the things that the God character could say, uh, what the father says is, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. Oh, so good. What have you been striving for? What do you think you've been earning? Why have you been killing yourself with all this backbreaking effort when you're always with me and everything I have is yours? Sometimes we need to be reminded 
that we're loved and accepted and we live in grace exactly as we are, unconditional acceptance. And then sometimes we need to be reminded that we're here to change the world. Uh, my friend, my beloved friend, Richard Rohr, he leads uh, an organization called the Center for Action and Contemplation, the CAC. <laughs> Is that not like the best name of an organization? The Center for Action and Contemplation. Because, <laughs> oh my word, I felt that sneeze coming on for like five minutes. I did battle with it and then it won. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, Richard Rohr. The Center for Action and Contemplation. Is that so great? Because sometimes there is contemplation, stillness, breath, reflection. And then sometimes there is action. There is a time for standing back and reflecting, for taking stock, for breathing, for being reminded that there's nothing you could do that would make God love you more. And there's nothing you could do that would make God love you less. There's a time for disengaging, and then there's a time for jumping in and getting sweaty and bloody and dirty and rolling up your sleeves and calling for a revolution and doing your work in the world with all of the passion and fire you can muster up. There's this thing that can sometimes happen when you've been acting for a while, when you've been doing laundry, when you've been f taking care of young kids, when you've been cooped up in the house taking care of somebody who's ill, there are these times when it's easy to get fatigued. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get tired. You start to wonder what the point of it is. You get worn down. Sometimes it's easy to forget that your worth and value don't come from what you produce, especially if you live in a world where everybody's ranked and compensated based on how good they are, based on how hard they work, based on the sales figures, based on what you produce. Sometimes it's easy to forget that you are first and, you are first and foremost a human being, not a human doing. So we lose direction. And in those moments, we need to step back. We need to reflect. We need to recharge. We need to be reminded of who we are. In those moments, we need grace. You've been doing, and now you need to step back and be. You've been accomplishing things, and now you need to pause and not accomplish anything. You need grace, a reminder that your worth and value do not come from what you produce, that you are enveloped by a love as large as the stars. Sometimes you're cooked, and you need to withdraw, disengage, step back, and be reminded of grace and gift and all that's left to do is receive. And then other times you've been quiet and you've been contemplative and you've been still and you've listened and you've allowed your heart to be filled and then something wells up within you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? A desire, a spark, a fire, an energy, this divine sense of let's do this. The kingdom is now, it's advancing, it's rushing forward. Something's happening here. Let's feed some hungry people. Let's stand up for injustice. Let's storm the gates. Let's bring some shalom to those who need it. Let's do some laundry. Let's fill out some TPS reports. Are you with me? Let's drive some carpools. Let's mow some lawn. Let's take care of this world. Let's take care of those who need it, right? There's this feeling sometimes that comes up like, 
I got stuff to give here. I got energy. I got life. There's something spilling over the top. Let's do this. Sometimes you need to sit and you need to say thank you. You need to be perfectly still and breathe and let your heart be put back together. Let your wounds be healed. And then there are times you need to set your hair on fire and charge into a new battle. Sometimes it's grace and sometimes it's peace. Sometimes it's gift and sometimes it's, there's, some, some, there's some shalom that some people need to have brought to them. It's almost like there's two kinds of sermons. The one kind of sermon that says, just be, enjoy what is. And then there's the other kind of sermon that says, change the world. It's like the one kind of sermon says, do nothing. And the other one says, do something. It's like the one sermon says, just take a breath. And the other sermon is the kind that gives you a swift kick in the arse and says, get out of here and go do something. The world's on fire and you have some water. You have something someone else needs. So the reason why I, I draw grace and peace as like an orbital pattern of moving energy, as like a circle, is sometimes you're in one place and sometimes you're in the other. Anybody listening exhausted and you need a fresh word of grace, you've been pushing so hard, you have so much anxiety, so many ideas bouncing around in your head about you're not good enough, thin enough, smart enough, worthy enough. There's always somebody who's better and you need a fresh word of grace. Or as the father says in the story, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. Anybody here bored? You're stuck, you're stalled and you need a fresh word of shalom. There's work to do. There's a whole new world bursting forth right here in the midst of this one. So get off that couch. You need to sell your house and move somewhere. You need to stay exactly where you are and take a leap. You need to go down the street, introduce yourself to that person. You need to make that phone call. You need to rent that office space. You need to take that class. You need to empty out your closets and give it to some people who need what you have. Like whatever it is, let's go. Let's do this. So let's go back to that drawing. We're moving through that circle constantly. What do you need today? You might need something different tomorrow. Next week, you might need something different. In some senses, we're these fascinating beings in which we're always in movement. Sometimes we're in one place. Sometimes we're in another. Sometimes we're exhausted and we need a fresh word of grace. Don't do anything. Just sit. Enjoy. You're a human being before you're a human doing. Other times we're sitting around and the world's on fire and we need a swift kick in the arse. Come on, let's bring some shalom. Let's do this. And that is what I'm talking about when I talk about grace and peace. And so my friends, grace and peace be with you. Thank mm -hmm. you.